and welcome to the Eastern Kicks podcast, a regular magazine program about East Asian film led by me, Andrew Heskins, founder and grandmaster of EastonKicks.com, and James Mudge, our leading writer. Hey, Each episode, we'll be taking a look at the latest films, news, and festivals, often chatting to filmmakers and stars along the way. Welcome to 2024. <laughs> it's our first episode of the new year, and once again, James and I are going to be running through our Eastern Kicks picks for the month, a curated section of new and upcoming releases across streaming services and in cinemas. Before we get on to that, James, there is always the uh, most important question of the uh, episode. (laughs) Uh, What are you drinking? Well, it's a poor start to the new year, frankly, because I'm I'm back down in London and having shopping problems uh, in the local area. So the only thing I had left um, in the cupboard was the... Stockport IPA, uh, co-op's very own, 4.5%. <laughs> to be fair, it's not a hipster IPA, it's a, an amber IPA, like an, an old-fashioned one, but it's still not a good start to the year. I won't I won't lie. I mean, you've got something better by the look of it. Yes, it's a, a bottle of Le Chouf. Oh, Le Chouf, uh, yes, yeah, yes. That's which a nice is, uh, It's a strong eight, one as 8%, well. 8%, yes. Yeah, almost double. Almost double. <laughs> right anyway, let's, let's move, move along from that. And the next, next episode, I'll be back to normal <laughs> <laughs> one can only hope mm. uh, so let's kind of uh, get in with the stuff that's coming up and um, yeah. as, as regular listeners and uh, readers of Eastern Kicks will know that James and I run Focus Hong Kong and we've got some yes. screenings coming up for the, for the Chinese New Year yes we do three three films two at BFI and one at our, our old friends the Garden Cinema so um, so yeah BFI very happy that we've got the UK premiere of uh, Anne Hoy's new one uh, Elegies yeah doc a very very personal doc she's apparently wanted to make for many many years uh, about poetry uh, and about uh, i don't it's that kind of great pretentious line you know, through the through her journey through poetry becomes a journey through hong kong itself <laughs> 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 it is very it is good i mean it's a fair enough thing to say because it is about poetry but it is it is kind of wider about herself and about hong kong everything as well i mean of course in this day and age without getting into anything very specific about Hong Kong and politics or culture but just more just a story of the the landscape uh, I guess so very glad we've got that UK premiere and we've also got I think it's the UK premiere I mean, it must be the 2K restoration of Stanley Kwan's uh, Love Unto Waste aka Love Unto Wastes which is really 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 annoying <laughs> because both because Wastes is grammatically not right but also because it just seems to completely be variable be variable where it actually turns up how it's listed well i mean i know the original well the, the last dvd of it was definitely love unto wastes yeah um yeah. And variously it's 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 there but whether that's mm. a typo that's sort of slunk in over the years uh, or deliberate we may never know no we may never know but it's good to have that as well yeah and that's directed by our good old friend stanley kwan yes yes um his second film mm-hmm. as director after women which is, we yeah. also screened as part of that's true we screened that one as part of chinese visual festival yes yeah, yeah. um and it's got tony lung mm-hmm. um and chow yan fat yes as in, in a bizarre role chow yan fat yeah. is a very eccentric detective who seems to be doing a colombo impression as I recall, I haven't I, because we don't get a screener of the two K version. I haven't seen this, you know, I haven't seen it for ages. I haven't seen this version, but the Chow and Fat role really is kind of what I remember from it as being <laughs> bizarre. So <laughs> it'll be good. It'll look, I'm sure it'll look fantastic in the two K um, on the big screen. So and then um, yeah, screening uh, Comrades almost a love story again because everybody loves it. Great film for Chinese New Year and still not very widely widely seen. 
you know yeah so sure i mean i think we've discussed this before but it falls mm. into that 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 whole of of one of the films that's mm. actually owned by warner brothers that's right that's right um yeah. and just hasn't had i think it's the this again it's the 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 restored version that yeah. peter chan the director paid for himself even that's though right. he didn't actually have the rights oh, to it it's all complicated um and and so it looks really looks really beautiful, yeah. but this yeah. that version I think's only been released in a couple of territories. I think it had a lim- what, well, limited, fairly yeah. limited release in yeah. on Blu-ray in Hong Kong, which hasn't come out again, and no. maybe in no. um, like perhaps Taiwan or Korea or maybe both. Uh, there was somewhere else it came out, but, yeah. like, but it's in but, the same kind of way, very very limited and not uh, surprisingly for a film of its um, stature. Yeah, you know, and how beloved it is. I mean, again, like this screening. I mean, it's certainly. Uh, a time of uh, recording, you know, it sold out a while ago, uh, very quickly, and all the screenings we've done of it have sold out. So yeah, it, so it kind of shows the popularity of it, and, and the fact that people can't, yeah. you know, it's very difficult to get a copy of it, let alone actually a, a decent copy of it. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're very, very proud to be screening it again, but it does show that there is mm. a desire for it, and this, this, this kind of unfortunate limbo of, of, mm. of Warner Brothers, who had a was sort of late nineties, yeah. uh, sort of mid to late nineties, uh, golden harvest yes, stock, wasn't right. it? Basically, yeah. Yeah, it kind of really puts the brakes on any of this coming out. It does, and even for I mean, without going in again to all our struggles and getting new screening materials, like there's so many films under that which technically you could license from Warner, but you wouldn't have any screening materials. Yeah, you know, or you just end up screening an old DVD, and there's not really much point in doing mm-hmm. that. So. It's um yeah it's a sad situation. I suspect a lot of other Hong Kong films are gonna continue to fall into this into this limbo. Yeah, uh, yeah. As things go as things go on, because so many as we we said many times, like so many of these old films are, um, the licensing rights are murky and the owners don't really care because they're not they're not film companies. So yeah, so we'll see. But anyway, we're very very happy to be. We uh, are. We certainly yeah, have. Back, back again. I'm sure we'll oh. do it again at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. Shall we crack on with our let's... rundown of what's on the screeners? Uh, sure, sure. We um, start with old Amazon, uh, yeah. I guess, which is more and more stuff appearing actually on Amazon, but not becoming any easier to find. Um, I suppose the only tip I, I would say is like you could, in a kind of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of way, if you look up one of these films uh, and then you go through the customers have also watched you can that's that's kind of your route to find because if you if you type in searches like you know korean films you know J- japanese films or anything you're going to get nonsense back you yeah know, you're not yeah. going to get anything ta- as we've said the tagging is absolutely atrocious and also yes. even the search isn't necessarily particularly no, helpful no, definitely definitely not. um you know and sometimes you'll get different versions of oh, films yeah, and yeah. Uh, you'll come up with one that'll say not available in this territory or absolutely you know yeah. or not available currently not available Although, and then you'll find another one where it is and oh, and the crappy versions which who knows We've uploaded like uh, which I'm not going to get. In, we're not going to mention this as a proper film, like a proper pick. But I saw they've got like Revenge of the Street Fighter, really bad pan and scan, awful. You know, you wouldn't watch it. Mm. It's that bad. It's obviously not one of the you know an, an arrow one. It's like, With some of that, yeah. some of that because then you get into and it 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 should be different for a UK territory, but in the mm. US you get 
if it was owned by a distributor that went out of business, yes, yeah. potentially it could be out of yeah, out of copyright public, public with the domain with, yeah. with the US releases. Yeah. That's it's not the same copyright law for Amazon, which probably no. don't care. No, they probably don't care. And to be honest, <laughs> like if you're a fan of the film, then you wouldn't want to watch that. No, no, you, anyway. you're not going to say, "Oh man, it's great." I won't. I won't get the the, the remastered, you know, versions. I know. I'll just watch nah, this. I just watch this. Uh, a crappy. bit of his heads off the screen. Fine yeah. by me. <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. It's a full widescreen, and it's all going on on the left, and yeah. you can't see what's it. No, 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 nonsensical. But um, anyway, so uh, the first one, the the long walk, by uh, Matty Doe. By Matty Doe, uh, that was 2019, which we've obviously covered. We did cover in great detail. So if you uh, haven't heard that episode, we did chat to Matty mm. and uh, husband Chris. Yes, that's right. Uh, who also wrote the script for it and, and has written several other films as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, we had a really great chat. So I do recommend yeah. looking it up. And it's interesting um, that this has come up on Amazon because wasn't this was this a film that was on Shudder? Yes, it was brief. It was on Shutter. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's still there. Mm. Uh, and they had. I swear, sort of the, the things get a little bit nebulous in terms of what what platform they turn up on, and they do. if they're in a, 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 a for want of a, a better phrase, let's say the the stream is called Muddy mm. um, Mudder. Let's call Mudder. Um, mm. Is it a Mudder original? Is it yeah, a Mudder exclusive? Yeah, what does that actually so. mean? No, exactly. Or is it just on Mudder for a while? No, but they definitely had. I'm almost certainly did have it, um, and it was next because like, and I'm sad enough to actually remember it was on their list next to Daniel Isn't Real, which is mm. a very good film, and they had. And also, it was a, it was on somewhere. It was a, a it was released by another distri- distributor online as well. It's, it was coming back to me as well. Right? Yeah. Before it was on Shutter, so these things kind of go around yeah, and. I know it's meant, it's crazy because yeah. they Shutter had her first film, her earlier one as well. What was it what's it called? Something Sister. Uh, that was the second film, Dear Sister. Oh, sorry, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. second film. Yeah, that was on Shutter before. Yeah. Uh, anyway, fantastic film. It is Still. a really, really good film. I yeah. think you know, I was, I mean, I said it at the time, but I was surprised by how solid and mm. interesting it was, um, and a really nice take on sci-fi and a sort of sci-fi, supernatural, serial yeah. killers, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Very, very interesting, and and sort of also the time thing as well that's going on yeah. in there, and a sort of, but without over it's not explaining gimmick. it and yeah it's not a gimmick yeah. and it's not over explaining the things that are going on but it's no, just a very, very very intelligent kind of thing so we, we can't recommend that one enough that's absolutely. true yeah. that, that's that's absolutely true um so yeah some hong kong stuff appearing on there uh, mm-hmm. as well which is kind of interesting um chasing the dragon from 2017 and uh wong jing film yeah donnie yen andy lau in it and it's i haven't seen it i don't think I'm not guaranteeing I haven't seen it. I might have forgotten it because it's... There were a few that came out about the same time that had very some, similar... Yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's very much another, like, um, the White Storm kind mm. of one. You know, it's about drug lords. Uh, I believe Don, Johnny is the bad guy in it. Um, uh, it got really mixed reviews. It didn't, mm. But it did very, very well. I think even for Mason Kicks, we might have given it a couple of reviews that were quite mixed. Could have done, yeah. <laughs> not, not by me, although maybe by me. I don't know. I'll have to touch it. <laughs> it was too memorable to... But you've got... It's, it's, it would be interesting to watch it. Um, just seeing like 2017. It's going to like smack bang before all the problems Hong Kong cinema's had over the last couple of years. But it's still well into the phase of mainlandification. Of Hong Kong cinema and Wong Jing yeah, yeah. being very much on that kind of uh, pro mainland 
sort of side of things. So it'd be interesting just to see how it actually deals with like drug lord kind of subject matter. I assume it'll be the, you know, the bad guy getting punished quite clearly and everything like that. But you can kind of seeing these films, if we trace the path from something like uh, you know, back in the 90s to drug war to moving forwards to films like this mm. to stuff we're getting now, which is getting more and more toothless. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, certainly compared to older Hong Kong cinema. Yeah. And it's interesting that directors still try to tackle these subjects. But you, you can you can see clearly the changes in Hong Kong cinema. And anything made now is just not really, you know, they're not really anything which resembles the kind of gritty Hong Kong thrillers, which, you know, were so well known for their kind mm. of blurring the line between the, the good guys and the bad guys yeah. and the morality yeah. and the grey areas. So that's all completely gone. But so I don't know if this is like that, but I suspect 2017, it must be. I think it's on the drop on the way. That. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to see it popping up. They're pretty random. Um, and also from Hong Kong, uh, I mean, technically it's a Hong Kong film. It's kind of more of a mainlandy one, I guess. Yeah. Is a Sakara, 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 whatever you say. I don't know. Two thousand twenty-three, uh, directed by Donnie Yen. Uh, it's based on uh, Demigods and She Devils by Jin Yong, which is those kind of things. Her more loose child. They're they're very very difficult to adapt. We've seen so many Shaw Brothers. Yes, and I, I mean, and I think you know, I watched it, um, and it, it, it does suffer from, but in the same way you could say about a Marvel film, it suffers from the the world that's created and all that, yeah, that that knowledge that needs to kind of come in, yeah, where yeah. every yeah, um, and it's very hard to make something where you kind of need to have some of that knowledge to kind of understand, yeah, to get certainly going. to get the most out of it, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, and yeah, it's quite bewildering. To be mm. fair, but it's just it's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> this, this kind of film, like now, it's CGI, CGI heavy. It's pretty. It's about as yeah. far away you could get from an old school, yeah. Shaw Brothers on Marshall. Everything. It's not even like crazy wire work. It's just full on, not very great quality CGI assault. But taking yeah. all that into account, it's actually a lot better than it could have been. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I kind of feel the same way about it. I mean, the CGI stuff is is it does. For me, it does kind of get in the way because you want that mm-hmm. old school, yeah. You know, and 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 even the wire work, you know, however silly that may have looked, for me feels a lot more yeah, genuine, physical. And, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, in theory, these books, you know, I've not, I've not read them. I've just delved into bits and pieces of them. But um, in theory, like CGI and stuff, should allow you to finally start visualizing some of the crazy stuff in them. But it's just not. I just I don't know Chinese cinema doesn't have a good history with CGI it's never really you know there's a few films aside here and there but for, for martial arts for action and stuff I think that's it's fair to say it doesn't have a good history of CGI I don't think CGI works for with, with sort of physical action let's put it that way anyway yeah. I think it, you always see somebody something a figure that moves around like it's in a yeah. in a computer game and to yeah. me that's that's and there's definitely a feeling of that. Really disappointing. But it, you know, again, yeah. could be, could be worse. Mm. I guess is a nice way to put it. So it, it's it's fairly long, but you know, if you're into wuxia and stuff, it's it, there's no harm in checking it out. And if you're a Donnie Yen fan, then you probably like it anyway, because most of his fans like anything he does. So um, you know, have at it. But um, wait, South Korea uh, next. There's quite a lot of South Korean ones appearing, and even more. These were. This is where you start getting the really random stuff. Mm. You know, very very. Just seems to be quite a random selection that's just popped up. Yeah, from nowhere. It really is. Um, so no kind of order or logic to them. <laughs> Starting off with the tiger, uh, aka uh, the tiger and old hunter's tale. Yes, which I knew. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's a good film. It's on the Park, uh, Park Joon-hung one. Um, he started off as a screenwriter, like I Saw the Devil, but then very quickly became one of the sort of most famous sort of muscular action films or muscular thrillers. <laughs> that yeah, kind of, yeah. I think that's the word uh, other critics have used to describe his stuff. Um, yeah, but he, he's also branched out more from like gangster stuff like New World and stuff into the very enjoyable weirdness of like The Witch mm. and the sequel, which we won't go into their long titles, but uh, both of them are on Shudder. Um, so yeah, he, he's he's definitely one of Korea's sort of go-to uh, thriller genre sort of films. I've never disliked anything of his. No, I think he's a solid director. I, yeah. I mean, and, and I, 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 know he, I probably preferred some of the work he did as a screenwriter than as a director, but sure. he's a, yeah. he is a, he's, mm. you know, I mean, I didn't, you know, for instance, I didn't love New World, but I thought it was it's a very, okay. very solid it's gangster drama. It's Sunday thing. afternoon it, type of film, and it's you know, and I think the performances make that. Yeah. And the fact mm-hmm. is, he's directed it gets good performances out of his actors, which is no, sure. yeah. no bad thing either. You know, and it has the room and the script now them to mm-hmm. to do that. So he is a he is a very solid. He is, he, yeah. he is, and it's this was a good film as well. I mean, the historical one about you know, Japanese occupation and old Choyman Circus. Kind of being not wanting to hunt down the last tiger in Korea, but then having to because he's got beef with the tiger or some mm. tragedy. And um, it's a good film, very very well made, quite gritty, just not mm. very good CGI tiger. <laughs> That's right. I think I never I never got into watching it because I saw that in the trailer. Yeah, it's, and it's slightly not good. Off putting, but you know, it's like the old. It looks like the old version of uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Remember how bad those effects were? Oh the yeah, creature. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. level. Which, Again, we've discussed. We have discussed. <laughs> we have discussed. Uh, okay, uh, more from South Korea. Yes. The Treacherous uh, from 2015, okay. which is a uh, Min Kyun Dong. Um, he's he's more of a horror director. Well, to me, he's more of a horror director. He's done a bunch of melodrama and stuff. But uh, Memento Mori, the the second one of the Whispering Corridors series, which doesn't really link that much into the others and is quite different, but is very good. And he also did some of the the horror stories mm-hmm. anthologies, which were surprisingly good. Uh, anthologies so and this is this one's actually quite fun I, I did re- I remember I reviewed it for uh, Beyond Hollywood before Eastern Kicks and I think it's one of my many lost reviews that didn't turn up when the site was archived so uh, but it's another like, Joe Sun era court intrigue quite a lot of sex and betrayal and backstabbing and uh, a wicked tyrant of a king who's just mad into the carnal side of everything and which is which is pretty regular affair <laughs> there's quite a lot the of those kind of films period draws, yeah. yeah but this was this was a good one I mean and there were so many of them coming around mm. in that period in the mid you know two two thousand teens whatever you call it yeah two thousand teens yeah the teens let's call them the teens <laughs> I like the mid-servant the concubine <laughs> lots of these kind of films with sort of a bit of sauciness to them but this was I remember this being one of the better ones so uh, that, that's actually quite a lot of fun if you're if you're looking for a bit of Korean sauce, I guess you mm. could call it. Korean uh, sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more from Korea, uh, Monster. Not to be confused with the no. new film Korea called And there's Monster. another Korean film called Monster as well, not to be confused with that, or Monster ah. Boy. or Oh, uh, yeah, I think I was thinking of Monster Boy as well. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very generic title. But it, it's, mm. an, it's quite a, a grim, gritty kind of Korean indie about people on the fringes of society, a young girl with um, like some... I can't quite remember that some kind of like mental disability, but as usual, it's not really specified. Who's trying to protect her younger sister from gangsters, um, and at the same time, there's a serial killer who's going around not doing what serial killers do, and it all kind of comes together. And I remember being very bleak. <laughs> I put it that way, not not in like a, a Kim Ki Duk kind of abstract bleakness, but, but I remember it being quite well done. Uh, 
and sort of very very violent so if you're looking for something not too cheerful it's probably not a bad one to go for um We've also got from Korea uh, Beastie Boys, which I, I always remember, but I never saw. Just cause the, yeah, the because name. of the name, because of the name. Because <laughs> we're old school. Yeah, <laughs> of course, man. So it's a strange... I mean, that's, it must be on purpose, even though it's nothing to... Not even a vagueling, it's about male escorts who service a rich woman, apparently based on a famous novel and about... And it's some kind of film about capitalism and greed mm. and artificiality. But you couldn't... Because it, uh, it's actually called like The, the Moonlight of Soul. The, the novel so where you jump from that to the beastie boys you know you can't have not thought that this is the name of one of the most famous rap groups in the world <laughs> you know it's a bit of an odd an odd leap so. and it's a reasonably early appearance of ha jang Wu as well isn't okay it? yeah 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 um but I, it's not really the kind of thing i would probably go out my way to watch or anything but yeah i always remember seeing the name um, yeah me too I'm <laughs> the same exactly the same reasons uh, another one which is it says actually music themed is a Love Lies from 2016 it's uh, another period drama it's about a trio of singers or uh, GCNs or however you pronounce it uh, it's I did see it it's just exactly what you'd expect for sort of mid-range three stars <laughs> handsomely shot not massively interesting kind of films are I remember it being pretty dry so I'm not really not really suggesting people go for it but it's interesting it's just turned up there um uh, one I do want to watch is called Stalker, which is listed in different places with different years. But twenty twenty one, let's let's go with. I've seen it listed as twenty twenty two as well. Uh, horror film only seventy three minutes long. Okay. Uh, nobody I know in it in front of or behind the camera. Uh, and apparently, I mean, this is just quoting. I say it's about a young woman who suffers from a bizarre experience in a low rent rooftop house. <laughs> so not really sure but 73 minutes man that can't be sounds a little bit like it might be one of your um, COVID oh, era could be. kind of that's a, that's low a, good point. a few a few cast members and so, yeah somebody had yeah. a camera and, were, and was bored yeah uh, but that could be very interesting in itself could be in 73 yeah. minutes so, um. so again yes <laughs> <laughs> but is it just 73 minutes perchance <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two more uh, from South Korea so Derailed from 2016 which is uh, I remember it being good it's I think it's uh, Ma Dong Seok or aka Don Lee I think it's certainly one of the last indies he made uh, mm. it came out just before Train Train to Busan yeah uh, and this you know that was a film that catapulted him into the the megastar he is today but the, he was, this was still a gritty one about a bunch of young runaway lads who He's a kind of a corrupt cop, and he's trying to protect them. But then they do something stupid, like ripping off drug dealers, and he tries to try and protect them. But it's another pretty grim film, as I remember, pretty violent. And it was, it was a good time for Korea uh, in Indies in the the teens, uh, mm. as we say, certainly the early to mid teens, where they were churning out a lot of, I mean, very grim Indies, and usually about yeah. folk on the fringes of society, uh, not in the mainstream and stuff. And this is another one. It's not particularly different, but it's a good one. Uh, so I, I would I would definitely check that out and then and then finally The Magician also 2016 which is just looking at the years of these things it, it almost seems like they've okay we, let's get a couple from 215 from 216 and they who knows who knows whether it's strange because some of these were I'm sure the Tiger was uh, Studio Canal yes you could had, be right you could be right quite a few and I think they had some other things that they didn't necessarily mm. put on on home media mm. so maybe you know, without us no. checking this out right now. No, no, no. But yeah. it's, you're right. It could all 
all come from a single source. That would make a lot more sense because it's not curated. It's not been selected. But um, yeah, the magicians from uh, Kim Dae-seong, and he mostly did kind of, uh, well, more of those kind of like Joseon Court sexy intrigue mm. type. He did the concubine. Uh, mm. actually which is a good one to be fair yeah uh, Blood Rain is the only thing of his which I really thought was good which was again a Joseph period film so I guess that's yeah, his that's, thing that's, that's, that's a bit of a classic Blood Rain so, um, yeah, yeah it doesn't seem to be I must remember I'd, I'd forgotten about it completely but mm. it's a very grisly serial murder one with a histor- in the historical setting yeah. so I I remember it fondly uh, at the time I can remember actually going on my way to get the DVD um, but it seems to have slipped off the it's not remembered by too many people, mm. I guess. Probably just because there's we had such a massive glut of these Joseon set things and everything. Yeah. And, and The Magician's not very good, as an aside. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't track that. I wouldn't bother tracking it. I gave it 2.5 stars in my review. and I, Which is which is very... Which is, of that era, is, is, a, is a quite a harsh... Last review from the James. Yeah, because I could you could have three star, but sometimes you want to get it's, it's a film is clearly so three star it hurts, and you just go ah okay take off half a mark because <laughs> sometimes the averageness of things and the lack of any ambition of things can annoy you. Yeah, and, but whether it's three stars or two point five stars or two stars, it wouldn't change the fact that it's it's not really worth tracking down unless you're <laughs> you're really desperate. Um, I think the, the only other things I'd mention, I'm not going to go into them individually, but there's more third window films it seems like mo- almost all their catalogue must be on there certainly their back catalogue of stuff is on there now like this I've now found like uh, Girl Who Leapt Through Time the 2022 live action mm. one uh, Porno Star and quite a few other ones too many to list here so it's you know again as we said last time uh, if you haven't seen third window films I mean that's a great way to, to, yeah, to get, yeah. get into them and, 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 and if you've got a lot of a big selection you've got all you know I'm going to say, this is going to be a bit of a backhanded compliment, mm. um, but you've got a wide enough selection to see different sorts of yes. bird window films yeah, as, yeah, as, as, as different as bird window films get. No, no, absolutely, because <laughs> certainly towards the start, as we've said before, it was very much in the sort of eccentric quirkiness yeah. and everything, where it's like, I mean, those even just those two I've mentioned there, Girl, Leapt Through Time and Porno Star are not like that. I mean, they're very different kinds of films, so, uh, so you're right, you mm. can get much more of a range. Um, of their films so yeah they're on there now and I've also seen like a big growth in a number of like sort of made for the internet Chinese mainland Chinese films mm. appearing which mostly historical films was so not quite fantasies because you know it's China so you can't really have anything supernatural or too fantastical but with really they're made for the internet and they're they're pretty bad yeah there might be a few good ones out there but I'm never gonna really dive into them and find out but uh, it's just Made by companies like Aichi and mm. everything, and they're they're look like they're mostly green screen, mm. uh, maybe shot uh, some live action stuff on old TV sets, but uh, <laughs> big growth in the number of those on there. With given the licensing laws and stuff like that, I have no idea if they're legitimately there or if people are uploading them or or, or so, what, because there's no information. You know, a lot of these, if you see them on Amazon, it doesn't even tell you who the director is; they're just there, mm. you know? uh, which is. You know, it might be laziness or it might be that the sources could you know, be yeah it could be either so I'm not, not too sure not but sorry, I, I'm not exclusive as well no so I, I'm not going to dive into any of those um, okay Netflix then oh Netflix. yeah before we move on okay. we should mention before we move on we should mention um, the TV series Expats which oh, is by oh, yes. uh, Lulu Wang um, who directed The Farewell mm-hmm. um, and that's starting at the end of January Mm-hmm. So at this point we haven't seen it. 
Um, but by the time of listening, it's probably available for you to watch. Quite possibly, <laughs> in the next few days. <laughs> uh, okay, Netflix then. A um, couple of similarly named films on the list. Uh, mm. Badlands, that's Bad Space Lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new Japanese one, 2023, from uh, Masato Haruda, who's, who's very prolific, though I haven't really seen much of his stuff. Uh, I saw his, his very early film, Unugami, from 2001, which was another one which was... It's not really a horror film. It's kind of about grief and spirits and stuff, but it kind of got lumped in a bit, or they mm. were hoping to lump it in a bit with sort of post-ring films uh, when it really wasn't. It's one of those kind of odd ones that kind of, when there was such a, a, a it, it was such a popular thing to grab hold of, it did get a reasonable release. It did, it, it yeah. did, and it just wasn't that mm. kind of film. I remember it being surprisingly good once you realised it wasn't mm. uh, that, that kind of film. It's really difficult when you're missold. A film, no, I, I, I yes. hate it. I really hate it. No, I, 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 I totally agree. But um, yeah, he also acted in The Last Samurai, bizarrely. You know, the Tom Cruise film, which I'm sure is very historically uh, accurate. But but yeah, Badlands is a crime thriller, brother and sister who come across money, decide to keep it. Turns out to be the money belonging to a bunch of violent criminals. Hmm. Never heard that one before. No, it's no, it's, it's a new one. It's quite, you know, quite creative. But um, <coughs> I... The trailer looks okay. It's got uh, Sakura Ando in it, who's one of the top Japanese actresses, who's very good at I mean, she was recently in films I didn't really like, like Godzilla Minus One and Shoplifters, but she is a good actress. I mean, if you think back to stuff like 100 Yen Love, uh, mm. she's very good in that. And it's got an actress called uh, uh, Kanon uh, Nawata in it, who's also good and kind of upcoming, but it's about two and a half hours long. And I don't... I, from The trailer doesn't make it look like it's, it's either slow or substantial it looks like it could be kind of a fun crime flick type of thing but if that's true then two and a half hours sounds like a lot but so i I haven't seen any reviews for it yet uh and it has been out uh for like a week or so at the time of recording so if if you've got really good reviews i suppose i might (laughs) check it out but based on the running time I, i wouldn't jump into it uh into it randomly but uh but yeah similar name totally different badland hunters uh which comes the end of january uh, new South Korean one, uh, so 2024 film, probably the first 2024 film we've mentioned, mm. I guess, and it's described as dystopian action film, again with a uh, Madong Seok, uh, Don Lee, and it again looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's original Netflix production, one of the ones they actually have produced in Korea. Uh, not necessarily a sign of quality, given a lot of the stuff Netflix churn out, but I don't know. It's it looks pretty fun. It's not too long. It's only about an hour and forty five minutes. Um, Yay. But it's a sequel to Concrete Utopia. Which I haven't seen. Which I haven't seen either, mm. but it didn't sound like the kind of film which would have a sequel. So I'm guessing it's just not a sequel sequel, I'm guessing it's just Concrete Utopia, so it's about like some like a massive disaster and people like pull up in a tower block and they have to defend it against other people and society all goes bad and stuff. So maybe this is like... sort of the same universe, a bit like Penins- uh, Train to Percent percent. It's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It could well just be that kind of thing. So I don't think it's a sequel, more just well, a different director, different everything. So I'm not sure why, but I will, I will actually check that out for sure. I it's will. it's just strange to tie something in as a as a sequel. Yeah, with no when no reason, not massively. And it's not like Concrete Utopia is a film which has been on Netflix or released in in the West. You know, mm. it got some festival play, but you might find it pops on. In the next couple of weeks. Actually, though. yeah, to be it might be a, a random thing where it's on Netflix hiding. It's not somewhere. unusual for, for 
other no. films uh, or even TV series to kind of all <sighs> very know, true. dumped on once. <laughs> Uh, okay, to Taiwan next. Mm. Uh, Miss Shampoo, 2023 film, the latest from... Uh, Which was doing the rounds a while back, wasn't it? This Last year it was. Uh, yeah, it played yeah. a few festivals. I didn't see it making too much of a splash or anything. No pun it? intended. No, <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, no, it, it didn't make too much of a, an impact. Then. Mm. Uh, Keep with the splash, mate. Uh, okay, but, uh, it's the latest from Giddens Co who's a Taiwanese writer, director, novelist who jumps around between pretty much every genre. Yeah. You, know, you can imagine, you are the apple of my eye and mon, 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 monsters. There um, may have been one or two too many moms there, but who can weird, keep count? No, it's such a weird name, but that is a great film. It's a good film. It's, it's a very, good film. It's very good. Um, this is like a, a comedy about a gangster gets his life saved by a hairdresser and starts bringing his, his boys in to get their hair's, hair done to, to pay her back and stuff. So, but it's, Sounds fun. Action, action comedy apparently, um, comedy drama, romance. Um, it and it's the sort of thing that, that Taiwan can can actually turn yeah. out pretty well. Sort of fun films and that sort of. It's two hours long. You know, there was that <laughs> other one recently which sounded fun, which is on Netflix. We we mentioned was it Marry My Dead Body? Or something? Yeah, and that's about two hours ten or something. Yeah. So I haven't seen that either. So I think I, f- I will file this under the same kind of thing. If it was ninety minutes, I would watch this. I I don't think I'll I watch think it I mean time. I and I. In that specific case, definitely in uh, like 15, 20 minutes chopped out of it, yeah. at least would have, would yeah. have made it a title film. And as soon as you told me that, I just knew I was never going to watch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, speaking of running times, the next one from Taiwan is kind of interesting. Uh, There's a kind of controversial point, just The Abandoned, which again, 2023 film. Uh, Colette reviewed it for us at the yeah. Kicks and really liked it. Uh, said it was a, a noir-esque journey into the depths of human depravity, mm. uh, which sounds good. A yeah. serial killer crime mystery. But she reviewed it the fe- from festivals, and everywhere the film is listed as two hours eight minutes. Mm. And it, it's IMDb. I checked the other fe- the festivals it's played at. It's always listed at that. But on Netflix, it's one hour forty four minutes. Uh, I've had a look around. I can't find anything saying it's cut. It's a different version. There's nothing. I haven't come across anything or even people commenting about it. Mm. And this has been on Netflix for a couple of weeks now. Uh, it came in just in the new year. So I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of missed it. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange one. Because uh, you, know, you can imagine Netflix, on the one hand, cutting something, but you can also, why would they bother? Mm. I mean, Netflix aren't really going to care if it's like 24 minutes longer. You know, unless it's it's come from the director production yeah. side where yeah. they decided to, to tighten it up for a kind of proper worldwide release versus sure. sort of festival uh, circuit. I, I but it, that would right. be unusual. It's Even that's quite unusual because it would yeah. take budget to re-edit a film. Yeah. And why would you... I don't well, know. Yeah. Because it didn't get me, was not just Colette, but other people gave it good reviews at festivals. Mm. So it wasn't like people were coming back with saying what you just said about <laughs> Marry My Dead Body, it would be great or a lot better if you cut out 20 minutes. I didn't read anyone saying that about this. So I I'm definitely want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it until I know. If it's cut for length, I'm actually perfectly okay with that. If it's cut for violence, gore, content, anything, I'm I not okay with it. I can't see Netflix coming. I can't. Know you, why would they? Nah, it's be. I think you're right. It must come from the producer, director, or that side of things. But uh, there's always a chance it was censored in Taiwan, like the the festival version, which did the rounds. And then when it came to trying to release it in Taiwan, they might have sent. I don't know. I don't know. But when I find out about it, I will. Uh, I'll try and I'll watch it then, but not until then. Not until then, just in case I get shortchanged on the uh, the gore. But. Um, yeah. Anyway, a few others from around Southeast Asia, starting with a very good girl Filipino film uh, from last year, 
dark comedy, the revenge plot in the world of retail. And it's got Dolly Lee Leon in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's always good, good value for money. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's actually got good reviews. It did well domestically. had a bit of a limited international rollout. It got released in the States anyway. I'd never heard of the director, Pearson Vargas. But again, sounds like fairly standard plot. But if it's well done, that might be quite fun. Um, and it's an interesting one to see turning up on Netflix. Actually, all these ones I'm listing here seem pretty random uh, for Netflix. Uh, mm. Next one being an Indonesian horror film from from last year called a Mantra Surigama, uh, kind of mix of folklore and haunted college dorm shenanigans. I mean, it looks decent, but the reviews have been pretty poor for it. Uh, yeah, it's not, and as well because it's not long. It's one hour thirty eight, but it's said to feel way too long, even at that <laughs> length, which isn't great. And it's clearly That's not good. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really push me towards it. And it's clearly commercial horror rather than like sort of Joko Anwar, Gong Tao sort of proper, you know, old school Indonesian horror stuff. So I, I don't know, mm. it's a shame because I, I had this on my list to watch, but now I'm not I'm not too sure. Uh Vietnam, uh Song of the South. <laughs> not not to be confused with the the old sort of dodgy Disney film. Um Indeed. Yeah. Uh, an epic <laughs> war drama based on a famous novel. Uh, I think TV series as well about a boy trying to track down his father having various experiences encounters uh, not really my kind of thing apparently it's pretty good looks like it leans into melodrama and tragedy um, handsome production values <laughs> I, lo- I do like that for it's but uh, if you're into that kind of thing it's probably not a bad bet but I'm not really uh, same kind of goes for Red Life uh, a new Tyler film for a new director called uh, Ekalak uh, Clunson a group of youngsters in Bangkok living on the fringes looking for kicks and learning life lessons against the backdrop of the harsh realities of society but the problem with it from what I read is that for Thailand it gets quite spicy apparently in terms of sexual content themes of drugs and everything but because of censorship and the way things are in Thailand you don't really see anything mm. so that's kind of a would be both a letdown I suspect for international audiences if you see something like that which is pretty tame uh with all the best will in the world it's kind of hard to hard to get past that if you know what i mean if you're if you're watching it so um so yeah i i don't think it'll have too much impact to be honest um but i don't know we'll see if, if anyone gives it a good write-up but uh final film i'll mention it it's a, it's an american film uh uma uh, 2022 but it's korean writer director headlined by sandra oh so it's kind of like it's not a, it's not a cool mm. production it is a hollywood film but yeah uh sam ramai uh, one of the, one of the producers, but uh, it got a cinema release. Got released in the cinema over here in the UK as well. I didn't get a chance to see it, so. Uh, but I watched it, and it's actually pretty good. It's only about eighty minutes long, which of course turned me towards it. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's kind of like a small cast. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff about bees in it. Um, it's more. It is kind of more of a drama about mothers and daughters and different generations uh, hmm. than anything else. Yeah. And supernatural stuff. It's not massively necessary, but also not badly done. Sure. So I wouldn't approach it if you're looking for like a horror. So it's it's kind of like a a horror if you like drama. I, yeah. I guess it's not it's not frightening, but I don't doesn't really try to be. Yeah. Either yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. a big twist type of film or anything mm. like that, and it's not. It, it builds to quite an interesting. It's very familiar sort of ending, but it builds to something more interesting take on things. It doesn't sort of build into some massive like over the top Hollywood ending type of thing. So it's I would I would actually recommend it. You know. And then finally, for Netflix, we don't go into TV series much. Um, and we probably should do more, isn't there? That 
Jungs and the creatures. <coughs> mm, uh, yeah, I mean, that one is... Uh, I, I've seen uh, Colette posting about it, saying she, she absolutely loves it. Yes, and we've got a review coming out of it. Um, at the time of release, it will probably be on the site, um, which is rather more negative. I was going to say, everything yeah. else I've read about <laughs> it is that it's awful. Yeah. To be honest, they, they, I've seen, like, um, what do you call them, canets that have had their claws out for it and said the acting's dreadful, everything about it just doesn't work. But Colette has posted very positive things about it. So, um, no, I'm not going to check it out because <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen all the people not piling on about it, but there's enough real negativity about it to make mm. it not really something I'd want to watch. Um, and there is plenty to watch. Well, and, there is. You know, and there's... I mean, I don't know how long we are away from it, but there's going to be another series of All of Us Are Dead, etc., 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 to kind of catch yes. up on. So I still, I still haven't seen the Sweet Home series, too, either. Exactly. So there's two... Well, I'm getting stressed <laughs> now, and I've almost finished my goddamn oh, no. beer. So. Um, but one one series uh, to highlight, I guess, is Brother's Son. Yeah. The new... And it's an American one. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but getting a lot of press for having Michelle Yeoh in it. And it's interesting enough plot you know some family of gangsters and retired and then the father gets killed in LA and the, the retired hitman son travels to the states to try and find out what happened and reviews for it have generally been pretty seem to be pretty good mm. um, but it's because it's Netflix frankly I'm waiting to see if it gets renewed or cancelled because <laughs> it, it clearly sounds like it's it's not a limited series you know it does seem to be an ongoing yes. series that's going to need at least one more season to... exactly um, and I can't I, I've, I've wasted too much time before a Netflix series which end without you know without actually ending you know they just get mm. cancelled so and it's a bit weird that they usually announce these things pretty quickly mm. so it's a bit weird they haven't said anything so hmm, yeah I'll wait and it's been getting some reasonable traction so you would expect yeah. to uh, you would expect them to to mention that by now you'd think so uh, so yeah I I don't know it's on my list but <laughs> I'm waiting waiting to see same as the abandoned I'm waiting to see what the deal is but uh, iPlayer one a very big uh, addition and just mm. under the radar under the radar I mean they don't really announce like what they're adding in the same way you can you know and I think with iPlayer one thing you've got to be aware of is sometimes they're on it's because it's on um, one of the channels, yes. whichever, you know, yeah. and, and one thing I found and, and uh, regular uh, listeners to how even over the short time we've been doing these, this mm. episode of, of Ease and Geeks Picks, yeah. you may have, have, have noticed is that they don't necessarily stay online for very long. <sighs> so by the time you listen to this episode, it might yeah. not be there. But yes, the big one is a uh, decision to leave. I uh, wish you can talk about because I'm not, I've not not seen it because it didn't look great to me and it's quite long and it didn't look great oh well i i've i spoke again i've, I've spoken about it uh, i think possibly a few times on mm. on the on the podcast it's come and, up before, yeah. and um i'm gonna fall back on my tenacious d um analogy <laughs> where it's it's a tribute it's a yes. tribute yeah. to the greatest film ever made although second greatest film ever made to be uh, as it is now according True. to bfi of course because um, we bfi uh, sight and sound poll <sighs> That's but right. um, yes. it's 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 still a tribute. It's not the film itself, um, you know. And that film is Vertigo. Mm. So it's 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 very beautiful. It's handsome. Very... Handsome. Oh, handsome production values. Uh, 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 I mean, it's beyond uh, uh, handsome. Uh, 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 um, whatever the kind of level is above handsome, I don't know. Debonair. 
Hmm. Okay, let's go with Debonair. I think Debonair's <laughs> Debonair is production values. Um, but it is it is it is overly convoluted for what mm. it is. Um, and I I really didn't just get the chemistry between the lead actors, which I yeah. think is something you need to buy into. And even oh, for sure. with the kind of more stalkery version that you get in Vertigo between yeah. Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak, there is a chemistry there. There is. There's a really good sort of awkward. You can feel something, as a chemistry, you know, yeah. and and it's not it's not it's not in this. However much they try and try and do it, it's. I mean, we, I think we spoke about it, but it's more about um, Park Chan Wook's uh, fascination with yeah Tang Wei mm-hmm. rather than rather than the characters. Somehow there's a misalignment there, and we kind of meant to feel the same as Park Chan Wook does. But <laughs> you're making it sound creepy. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm. Perhaps not unfounded, um, but mm. it's it just it, yeah. I mean, I, I if you have seen everything by Park Chan Wook, then watch this. If you haven't, I would actually go and 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 I find seen, some. I have seen everything by him, but he, I thought he was much better. And I mean, so many directors we'd say about mm. but his earlier films. But with him, I think when he started getting in more to like relationships and things I don't think he does a good job of female characters and female relationships and I, I really which is interesting and I like think we've talked about this as well but he's, he's yeah, this film and lots of his films are co-written by a female that's true screenwriter yes. yeah. um, but I, I mean I, and, I, and I I agree I think yeah I think probably the best of that is is first which actually kind of does that it's, but it, yeah. but it is yes. but it's because it's of the it, it gives a little yeah. bit more room yeah. for that in in some ways it kind of and it's still quite awkward, but that awkward kind of brings something else. Because yeah, they're works. not they're, they're not human characters, yeah. technically. No, but it's, no, it's a fair point. It does. Thirst is a good film, but but you know, it's, it's, I, I kind of I, I I kind of agree. There's something that that doesn't really quite mm. gel in the way that he writes about True. and portrays female characters in his film. But, which is like you can say a lot. But a, lot a lot of male, male directors, directors yeah, so it's you not, just don't really kind of even, hardly even give them a line if you're. Well, that's yeah, crazy, yeah. that's true. That's all chair. But yeah, with with his stuff, it just feels a bit like he's moving folk around on a chessboard, you know. And I think when you got to things like Old Boy and whatnot, that was absolutely fine. It worked fantastically. But when you're actually trying to do something more relationship based, it don't really. Yeah. If you don't feel anything for the characters, I don't. And I think there's a there's a lot of because it's it's so heavily styled is that it, it is actually it? Okay. It, it kind of. It's almost trying to disguise that, but it doesn't help. I'd much yeah. rather we 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 had a bit more, just a bit more emotion between the characters that are going. Has it got much action or anything in it, or is that a stupid question? Um, it's, it's not really. It's not. It's, it's really a long film. Action film. When I, 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 I tell you what, I mean, I didn't feel the length okay. of it. It it doesn't. That part doesn't feel massively daunting. It doesn't okay. feel boring. Yeah. But it actually feels kind of almost the other direction. There's, there's kind of the, the, the definitely there's too much going on. The overlaying of different stylistic effects really started to annoy me at certain stages. There's, yeah. there's, there's a few bits where it works very, very well, and quite a few more bits where I just thought it was getting in the way of the story, and it's just there to kind of look flashy. If it's two, if it's two hours twenty minutes <laughs> long, then it doesn't. You know, with with him, I wouldn't be bored if it's two, two hours twenty minutes long if I thought it looked good, but. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because I really 
feel like I should watch. And if you told you know <laughs> me from like fifteen years ago that there's a Park Chan-wook film did the rounds on festivals, it's been available. Now it's an iPlayer, and I'm still not watched it. That I would uh, I, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? So I, I I don't know why. I mean, I should watch it, but there's just too much other stuff which I actually really want to watch. And because it's been reviewed, you know, it's been covered by everyone. It's not, I'm not going to write about it. We're not going to podcast about it. So I don't really feel motivated. But um, <laughs> his his other things on iPlayer as well. That series he did. Uh, oh right, the um, drummer girl. The, yes. Did you see the that? Grid. I did. I did, and that, that was a solid series. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, was it like a spy thing? Or was, it, it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's sort of a spy thing. It sort of gets into sort of the um, um, sort of the the spies' relationship <clears throat> kind of okay. thing. Um, yeah, and it, it, it is it a limited I, series? Just like a one? It's not because it was yeah, one, yeah, it was a limited series. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. I might check. Actually, that, that's more. I'm more likely to check that out than than um, decision to leave. So I might, yeah, I might give that a shot. That's on iPlayer as well. It's yeah. been on there for a while. It's what, 2018 or 19 or something? It was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. A little while back. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, I mean, that's it for the streamers. Uh, so let's go to let's go to the cinema. Uh, and I guess the first one to mention is uh, In Broad Daylight, uh, the Hong Kong film, uh, which is out now. I mean, by the time of you guys listening to this, it probably won't be showing anymore. Uh, Central City Media. Um, it's... I haven't seen it, directed by Lawrence Kwan, Jennifer uh, Yu, it's got David Chiang, um, mm. probably a small role. It's kind of a newsroom drama based on a series of um, real-life scandals and crimes, kind of focuses on social care and crime. It's apparently pretty good. It's apparently quite gritty and everything. Yeah. So it seems like a, another one in the tradition of A, a Guilty Conscience, mm. which was hugely popular, which we screened. Yes. Uh, one of the, the biggest Hong Kong films last year. When we, when we had Jennifer Yu as a, as a guest. That's from, true. Uh, uh, Christ, we did. For, the festival. Yes, for old... Um, uh, Men, on the, and Men on the Dragon? Oh, no. no, it was for uh, Tracy. Jesus, you're right. Wow, okay. <laughs> well, no, and... <laughs> you're right, you're right in a shuke. Uh, yeah. You're right, you're right. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this, but it's it's not screening very widely, uh, even in London. It's quite. It's one of those things where it's at a handful of cinemas, but it's showing like nine o'clock screenings, you know, and I can't really be bothered. <laughs> so I have not really But I mean to be fair, myself. I mean we, it, it's, it's, it's hard it's, getting these films into cinemas. So it's, it's hard getting these films into cinemas and I think it's um for smaller distributors and, sure. and not knowing exactly where to place them they, they don't necessarily get a great deal with particularly the mainstream cinema, cinemas. Sure, sure. Popular sure. cinemas uh, of what what time slot they got yeah. they get. Especially if they don't they're not looking for that many slots they'll just No, no, if it, but if it, if it was playing somewhere Conven- you know, convenient at a convenient time I would definitely go and see it because I'm quite interested in it but um, yeah I probably wouldn't go to like a 9 o'clock screening somewhere because it's not a short film or anything so you've kind of no uh, anyway it's, it, it is we're good. old well I mean you know to be fair we're old men we like to be in well, bed by 10pm no I mean, that's not, that's not I, li- I like to be um, on my sofa watching horror films uh, at 9 o'clock I don't really um, I don't really sleep early but equally, yeah, going out um, at night, everything like that. the day's done by that point. Anyway, that, <laughs> that's a different conversation. But yeah, <laughs> it is good to see films like this because nobody really releases Hong Kong films much in the cinema, so it's good to see. Absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely. good to see that coming out. So uh, I would certainly say go see and support it. Uh, Ping Pong is getting a, a re release from Park Circus uh, in early February. That's a uh, nineteen eighty six classic. It's a UK. 
UK film. UK production, sort of, slightly kind of Hong Kong co-production, as I... It's definitely got, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah, got yeah, a, yeah. involvement, kind of. I mean, it's directed by uh, Po Chi Leong, who's, you know, done a lot of stuff in Hong Kong. Yeah, um, so, I mean, well. Hong Kong 1941 mm, was one yeah, of his biggest yeah, yeah. films. The Island is a That's right. kind of horror. Um, and then more recently, like, I think you kind of said here, he's, he's yeah, like, Western horrors as well. Mm. Yeah, Art House, he wants like Wisdom mm. of Crocodiles, which is a really quite a wacky film. Um, Cabin by the Lake in its sequel, which I haven't seen. Mm. So, yeah, very, mm. very varied filmography. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it, Ping Pong, myself. Have you? I I have a vague memory. I might have seen it on on Channel Four because I think it was one of those kind of early it was you know, film four. It, yeah, um, it was a, a yeah. production. So I'm pretty sure I saw it because it's got David Yip. Yes. Who was the Chinese detective? Right. Uh, back in uh, whenever that series on was on, like 1979, 1980. Okay. Okay. Um, and before David Yip joined the cast of Brookside. <laughs> I was a big David Yip fan in those days. Sounds like it, man. But uh, um, Lucy Sheen's in it, who you know worked with quite a lot through Chinese Visual Festival. Yeah. So um, first film to be shot in Chinatown in London. Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually if it screens anywhere, I'm definitely going to go and see it. Yeah. Like, so I, it's good because I've never seen it. So if I, if I can get to see it on the big screen for the first time, that that'd be pretty cool. So I'm quite into that. And, I mean, other things that are coming up as well. So on the 9th of February as well, we've got the release of Perfect Days, um, which is another one of these films by... I mean, this should be some sort of sub-sub-sub-sub-category of of German directors making films in in Japan. So a few years back, we had Werner Herzog doing one. Um, And now we've got Wim Wenders. It's uh, got... uh, Kojai uh, Yashiro um, who was in 13 Assassins and lots of things okay, he's, okay. he's a massive yeah. massively well known mm. um, uh, uh, star who, who would recognise um, and uh, you know, it's set in Tokyo in Japanese and it's, it's, it's kind of I mean whether we include that or not in, in, in these, these these rundowns as, oh, as kind fair of enough. I mean I've included Umar which is you know, Hollywood film. Yeah. So it's called Korean American. So no, I think it's fair. It's not in these picks. It's always fair as long as it's not just Asia adjacent. As long as there's a general. And if it's shot in Japan and it's got yes. a Japanese cast in Japanese, no, that's fair. It's fair yeah. game. Fair game. But it's interesting to see he's German. It seems to be yeah. a bit of a following a bit of a trend, which is uh, bizarre and has come from nowhere. Um, and in a similar fashion. Uh, it's a new French film, mm-hmm. but it's by the Vietnamese French director Tran An Hien. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, um, because that's coming out, and that's coming out on the sixteenth of February, uh, the Taste of Things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there are some screenings of his debut, uh, The Scent <clears> of <throat> Green Papaya, which is quite a well-known film, but it I is. don't think it's massively. It's been gets, a while. Well, it's, I don't think it's massively kind of available to watch. No, um, so it's, it's been a while quite since it's been anywhere. Um, we, at the time it did very well won mm. the camera door at the 1993 Cannes Film yeah. Festival um, kind of it was nominated for the uh, best foreign language film okay. at, at the 1993 yeah. um, Oscars so didn't get it obviously but um, that was his kind of mm. entry point into, into film and, okay. and um, other stuff so I mean it's it's 
not knowing anything about the the, the new film, which mm. seems um, very food based, so that could <laughs> that, that seems to go down quite well with with uh, audiences. Yeah. But you know, there is a chance to see this his debut as well. Okay, which has kind of brought us back to cinema, though, aren't they? Yeah, but that's kind of brought us back to the BFI South Bank where we we, we started off this episode. That's true. Nicely done, <laughs> tying tying it off. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's good to see thing, things coming out more in the cinema. I mean, I, I, I'm not really, I don't have a massive amount of stuff on my radar for for new Asian films coming out mm. throughout the year. So it's, but it's quite hopeful to to see both. There of are them a few more. There are a few more coming out kind yeah. of later on, so in March. But um, well, we can come to. But we, actually, can, we can come to those. In, yeah. in, in, but is in there anything you are particularly looking forward to? Sorry, I said the tone of my voice. There. <laughs> I just, oh, is there anything well, you're mean, looking forward to? Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> very unconvincing. I mean, the trouble is because for us, yeah, um, there is stuff that 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 we'll have seen. So you know, we've we've got Evil Does Not Exist, and we've got Corridas, Hero uh, Corridas, Monster coming out. Well, I've seen that already. Um, you know, and sort of we're back to adjacent with Bong Joon Ho and Mickey Seventeen. Of course, that's right. Which has been um, removed from the release schedule now. Is it? Yeah, yeah, a couple of days ago, it's been completely disappeared. Uh oh. Don't know. Why. Um, you know, and and also quite interesting on the stream is is and you know we're looking here to March. Um, it's a free body problem. That's going to be yeah I, yeah I'm sure that's kind of thing we might end up doing an episode about because I have read the I've read the books yeah or, you know the English translated versions obviously I I don't see how they're going to film it I mean it's. I think it'll be very interesting because on the one hand the political side of it is very very murky mm. uh, in terms I don't mean that in a bad way even I just mean it it's a very interesting way of dealing with the cultural revolution put it that way right um, because I'm trying not to give any spoilers but at the same time it's it's really abstract in a very good way I, I enjoyed the books I mean I, I, and I've been told the translations of the ones I read are good so it's very very abstract it gets it's very high level philosophy in there and everything and not much action not much happens but so we'll see gripping. we'll see how it's dealt with because it's 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 being uh, adapted by yeah. the game of thrones guys isn't it so who did initially did a great, a great job. job when they had something to work from and that was yeah. the problem wasn't it that they they ran out of material because he hadn't written it no don't, don't get me started ranting about george r martin um r martin Ugh. anyway uh, the old <laughs> fool <laughs> anyway, never mind. But um, with this though as well, it is it's culturally very, very, very Chinese. And again, an interest because you know anyone who listens to the podcast, you know, we do have the odd sort of jive about <laughs> mainlandification <laughs> of cinema and state of Chinese cinema and stuff. Um, but this is it's a fascinating way they actually approach Chinese modern history and culture and everything through the this you know which you could call an alien invasion but it's not anyway we'll see I'm we'll very see very interested to see because obviously it's a mostly American cast and everything so yeah. I'm guessing they've completely changed I don't know I don't know we don't know we don't know we'll see we'll see, we'll see. actually one of the first theories I'm actually really <laughs> I, I might binge it when it comes that's what the kids call it isn't it so binging binging yeah I'm actually thinking we, binge, we... binge drinking well yeah I mean, that's what we grew up with I haven't, haven't quite outgrown <laughs> mm. So look, anyway, that, looking that, ahead, that's um, the future. That's 
it for now. Uh, don't forget you can find all of our previous episodes on Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode. Mm. But for now, cheers. Well, cheers. Go to the pub so I can actually get a proper drink. <laughs> See ya.